This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, everybody. We're here. Welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm recording to you by sitting in a stairwell in this lovely building. We're at the Cleveland Arcade. Chaplin is here. He's in his bed. Let me lower my knee. See, there he is. Chaplin. He's right there chilling in his doggy bed. We're hanging out in the stairwell. It's late at night on a Sunday after our weekend of shows here in Cleveland. Welcome. Welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. We had a great weekend of shows. This building, I'm for sure, is fucking haunted. (laughs) I wish you could hear the actual acoustics in here. This building is, it's huge. It's like this Victorian building. It was built, I don't know, I mean like the late 1800s. And this is a five-story arcade that I'm in with a glass ceiling. There's two huge towers There's four balconies, and apparently this thing was built, and it cost about $867,000 in 1890, and (laughs) that equates to $24 million in 2018. Just to give you a little bit of a perspective as where I am, this staircase costs more than anything in your life and my life combined, and I'm just sitting on it. I'm sitting on it with my crotch very close to it. I'm in my cute new sweater. I'm kind of feeling this tiger sweater that I purchased off the interwebs. I, I had a great time this weekend in Cleveland. Cleveland rocks. I will say that. I know a lot of people probably haven't said that in their life. And I don't know how many times I will be able to say erected in this podcast, but I'm going to try hard to say erected multiple times. I have a beer. Speaking of erected, I don't know how to get this open. It's Great Lakes Brewing Company. The amazing man who works in the hotel here gave it to me. And it's a pop-off. And guess what mama doesn't have? She doesn't have a bottle opener. So hopefully somebody comes down here who will just give me a bottle opener. Chaplin just yawned at me. I can't believe this is where I decided to do the podcast. I was thinking of like something visual. You know, I like to give you guys a little bit of a visual. Well, uh, it's just me instead of having a guest this week. And I mean, isn't this place beautiful? $12 million. That's the equivalent. This rich white dude who owned this place, who built this place, basically built it. I think it's one of the first indoor shopping malls. They call it an arcade. I think it's one of the first in the country. And this rich old white dude built it because he didn't want to shop outside. Privilege. And that's not white privilege. That's class privilege. That's rich privilege. 867000 in 1890 equates to $24 million in 2008. That's a lot of money. That's the kind of money I'm talking about. You know? Ladies, don't worry about starting your businesses. Just sleep with rich old white dudes. That's where it's at. You want a retirement plan? Get some dude who's on his way out. 
find a hard marble staircase and help them to it. (laughs) We had a great weekend of shows. Andrew and I here at Pickwick and Frolic, the Hilarities Comedy Club in Cleveland. Thank you to Nick, the owner of the Comedy Club, who gave me an amazing bat. I should have brought it here for the podcast, but he had a custom bat engraved for me, which I now is going to be my travel emotional support rate bat. So thank you, Nick, at Pickwick and Frolic, a.k.a. Hilarities Legendary Club. We had an amazing weekend. Rogan and Cheeto Santino, Andrew Santino, were at the theater right down the street from us. Rogan and him performed, so we had a fun night. We got to hang out. Those dudes came over and hung out after their show. We partied a little bit. I mean, not really partied. We're so boring. It's, comedy's not like what it was in the 80s. Thank God, because I would have bags under my eyes that looked like I had you know, a four-month layover for a trip. Just huge, huge bags if, if this were the 80s. I don't know how women stayed looking young in that era. Well, they probably didn't. They all looked like Mickey Rourke by the time they were 15. Look at, look at Drew Barrymore. She was doing lines of coke by the time, before she even had her period. <laughs> so we didn't really party, but we did get to go out and have dinner. It was nice to hang out with them. I fucking love Cheeto Santino so much. Andrew Santino makes me laugh so hard. And you guys already know how I feel about Mr. Rogan, Mr. Joseph Rogan. They just, he's, he's a class act. That's what I'll say. Joe's a class act, and Cheeto is one of the funniest motherfuckers. Just hanging out with him makes me, like, literally, I wet my pants a few times. And it was nice just to have them, like, come and hang out and see me after their show. You know, they performed for a huge arena, sold-out arena, here in uh, Cleveland. I forget the name of the theater, but they sold out their show, and they came to hang out at our cute little show at Hilarities, and you rarely get to do that as comedians. Usually if you're on the road, you don't have a fellow comedian or friend or friends who are also in the same city as you. That rarely happens. And the only other time that I remember that happening is when I performed in Philly. I think it was at the, the Helium. I was going to say the Felium. The Helium Comedy Club in Philly. And Dom Irera was there. So this is like one of the only times, other times, where a couple of my friends were in town and we were able to just have some fun and see each other's you know, see each other outside of the comedy store or the improv in LA. So it was, it was great, you know. Uh, it was just really cool to have them show up and hang out and spend a little time hanging out with me at the Hilarities Comedy Club. Speaking of hanging out with me at comedy clubs, come see me live. This week, I am going to be at the Comedy Loft in D.C., November 1st and 2nd, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. My, my, my buddy, my, 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 my buddy Andrew Williams will be with me. <laughs> I need to open this fucking beer. How the hell am I going to get this open? I could just crack it on this pipe over here. Give me a second and then we'll get to the rest of the dates. Hold on. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep. 
You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Peluso. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. I talk about my dog sometimes. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. I got it. Oh, that's good beer. Oh, that's good beer. Damn, that's good beer. Chaplin, get in your bed. Go get in your bed. Go on, buddy. Get in your bed. Get get, get in there and lay down. We travel all the time. So, look, you got to make it work where you can. Sometimes, like I told you, I'm going to pop up in front of a Milo field. Sometimes a, a bitch is going to be laying down in a marble staircase like some sort of crack horse Cinderella in an arcade that was built in the late 1800s by some rich white dude who didn't want to go shopping in the winter. And that's where we're going to be. So, where you should be this weekend, December. Oh, wait, no, not December, November. (laughs) At the DC Comedy Loft, November 1st and 2nd. I'm also going to be at the House of Comedy in Arizona, the 14th, 15th, 16th, and 17th of November. So come check that out, House of Comedy, Arizona. I'm also going to be at Syracuse Funny Bone. I'm coming home. I'm coming home, guys, one night only. You have one chance to see me live at the Syracuse Funny Bone. That's the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, the 27th of November. Syracuse Funny Bone, jessiemay.com for tickets. All of those tickets are available online right now. Chaplin's leaving me. He's going to go down. Where are you going to go? Down the stairwell? Get in your goddamn bed. Get. You better get. Go get in your bed. You want to come up here with me? It's been fun traveling with, with my little... Chippy Chaplin, he is, luckily, can go on wee-wee pads. I can, too. <laughs> we had a dope time in Columbus, too. You know, Cleveland, Cleveland, Cleveland's interesting. It's like, it reminds me so much of Syracuse because there is a lot of beautiful architecture here. Obviously, this building is gorgeous, and it's 100% fucking haunted, Haunted by a bunch of rich old white ghosts. You know what I mean? Like, I think haunting is also a class issue. Like, if you don't have, if you didn't have enough money while you were alive, you can't afford to haunt while you're dead. <laughs> like, you can't be a broke ghost. That's just not a situation. And it's, it's kind of strange because there's so many spaces for there to be businesses in here, but it looks like all the businesses look like places that your aunt who has a hobby and a little extra cash because her husband who randomly died one year left it to her and we're all pretty sure that she murdered him but she opened up a yarn store where she just makes custom blankets. Those are the types of shops they have in here and a post office. <laughs> it's so weird because like the hotel lobby is right here and I, I'm pretty sure I'll probably get kicked out at some point. What was that noise? It's also a couple days before Halloween. Mm. man Halloween is so much more different for me now because my dad died on December or sorry October 29th 
two days before Halloween. If you guys know me, if you listen to this podcast, you know that Halloween is my season, and it was my dad's season. We loved Halloween. We loved horror movies. I still love horror movies. I watch them all the time. So for this dude to die two days short of our favorite holiday is just rude. It's just rude and selfish. And this Tuesday coming up, well, today, because this podcast is out, is my dad's year anniversary of his death. I don't know, like, what do you call, what, what, what do we call, have we talked about this before? What is the anniversary, like, wh- I don't want to say anniversary, that's something you celebrate. You know, it's not an, it's not an anniversary, it's, it's, it's a death anniversary. I don't know what you're supposed to call it. I'm going to Google it right now. Death anniversary. There's got to be some other name for it. Death anniversary of dad is an actual search. Oh, God, there's all these sad <laughs> memes. Okay, I just, I just got to read a couple. I see flowers and silhouettes of men in the distance. You may not be with me anymore, but my love for you will never die. I miss you, dad. I mean, that's nice, but it's just... Can you throw in a rhyme? Would it kill you to rhyme more with something? Like, you may not be with me anymore. Luckily for you, I'm no longer a whore. I miss you, Dad. Even that shows a little bit more effort. Let's see another one of these cheesy ones. Please hold my dad in your loving arms and let him rest in peace in your beautiful heaven. Please, God, let my dad sleep in your loving arms. That just sounds really desperate. Okay? God's busy, A. You think your, your dad's the only dad that he's going to hold? And also, what if you got a big dad? It might take a couple of gods. So don't be so selfish. We're all waiting in line. <laughs> We're all waiting in line. Everybody's waiting in line to be held by God. So don't be greedy with it. You can come right through, sir. Come right through. You want to say hi to people? Come on in. You can speak right in the microphone. What's your name? My name is James Williams. I'm a Vietnam veteran. My wife died four days ago, cancer. And now I'm homeless. Um, I'm so hungry. Here, this for you. You got me something? Why'd you give me something? You, why are you going to give me something? You need something. No, because I need, I need enough. Give me a sandwich, please. I wish I had a sandwich. You want my beer? No, I don't drink. Oh. You, you don't drink? No, I don't. Okay, I don't have, I have nothing on me. I wish I had something for you. Okay, yes, ma'am. Well, bless you. Why don't you keep this? Do you want to say anything to people out there struggling? You're going to have the beer? Okay, I'll take one last sip and you can have it. You go ahead. You have a good night. So, you know, it's Cleveland. Yes, bless you, sir. I'm out here doing a podcast in a stairwell and I just gave my beer to a homeless guy and you know what? He deserved it. He's had a hard life. So, that's, that's now I'm beerless. But you know what? At least I'm generous. <laughs> You can be beerless and generous. Those are two things that go together. Speaking of loss, I'm, I'm feeling the loss of my beer. Let's, let's read another Ted Dad meme. <laughs> Look, I appreciate people needing to r- write poetry to get over dealing with losing someone, but some of this shit is so cheesy. It's so bad. You are, you are missed so very much. First of all, that sounds like a sentence from an eight-year-old. You can't let eight-year-olds write poems. It just gets weird really quick. And this is a really long poem, so I'm going to have to just go through it. Maybe I'll give you the cliff notes. I often sit 
and think about the years that have passed by. It's already starting out bad. It's a little wordy. And, you know, you sit and think about the years that passed by. Go for a walk, Carl. Go for a jog. It sounds so depressing. I think of the laughter. That's a little bit better. The smiles and all the fun. Well, it's a little simplistic. It's missing a little bit of rhyming and maybe some nuance, but I'm into it. My tears have once again begun. I'm out. You can't rhyme fun with tears that have begun. You don't know how to write a poem. (laughs) You can't. You have lost the job of writing the dead dad meme. Okay, here's another one. This is fun. I didn't know there were so many dead dad memes. This one's titled, I Miss You, Dad. I think about you always. I think about you still. Ooh, it's starting out bad. It's starting out bad. You have never been forgotten, and you never will. All right, well, I see where you're going. I hold you close within my heart, and there you will remain. I feel like you had a really missed opportunity. Instead of saying heart, you could have said fart, but you went cute, and I'm okay with it, to walk with me through my life until we meet again. You know, that's the one thing everybody always hopes they meet their loved ones again. And through this, me coming up with this anniversary, like facing this other milestone, I feel because it's been a year since my dad has been gone. It's a milestone for grief. You know, I don't know if I want to meet him again. Doesn't that sort of diminish the time you had? And maybe the main thing excuse me, I'm still missing my beer. I just gave my beer to a homeless man. I hope he's okay. He said he was a veteran and he didn't drink. I hope I didn't like put him off the wagon. I didn't have any money, so I gave him my beer. (laughs) This guy, he had his line though, didn't he? He had his line. He's like, hello, I'm a Vietnam veteran. I lost my life four days ago. He had his whole shtick, and he thought I had a bag of money. He just assumes white girls have bags of money. I'm glad he enjoyed the beer, though. I really, really am glad that he enjoyed the beer. (laughs) But back to my dead dad. I, you know, because it's the first time that I'm realizing he's been gone for a year. And you, there's these, like, little milestones that you achieve or I don't, I don't know if it's even achieving. It's just you have to grin and bear when you lose somebody. And, and having him be gone a year, I don't know if I want to see him again. I think that's just something people say because they think they should say it. I saw him for 37 years. He was there from the moment I was alive, the moment I was born, until the last day, close enough until the last day of him being alive. It's a good run. And to see him again just seems greedy, you know? I think it's just something we say because it it provides us a little bit of peace, knowing I'll see you again, like thinking this continues. What if it doesn't? Most likely it doesn't. And I think it's healthier to have a good relationship with loss than to be hopeful about a second chance when it comes to this sort of thing. And I it, the excluded is me losing my beer. I hope I have a second chance with another beer. I hope like karma hits me soon. But I guess it already hit me because I got the beer for free and I gave it to the homeless guy for free. So that that's just how that works. You know, what goes around comes around. And, and, and now there's just a man who has my delicious local beer. It was Great Lakes Brewing. I think it was like an IPA. That shit was delicious. It was a really good beer. 
But, you know, we talked about earlier a couple podcasts ago dealing with grief and, and the stages of grief and what I've done to sort of deal with losing my dad. Well, you know, a year coming up, October 29th, I was telling my sister, like, it doesn't feel like a year. That shit went by so fast. I think this whole past year I was in fucking survival mode where I dug in deep to work. I dug in deep to being present in the moment, spending more beautiful days with my dogs and my friends and my family, getting high as fuck and going on hikes and not giving a shit what people think and being more creative and being edgier and being a little bit more, uh, taking more risks. It's, It's a beautiful thing that happens with grief where it really provides you a little perspective on how to live more fully. That's the irony of it, I think. When someone dies, you sort of realize how to live again. And that's, that's a gift. That's one way that's helped me. Another way that's helped me deal with grief is, is learning how to live again and focusing on that and, and, and challenging myself. Challenges have really helped me deal with grief. Challenging myself to be more present on stage, more present in the gym, more present, you know, even when I'm having an orgasm or, my, or I'm farting, just having a really good moment with a fart. <laughs> I went to reach for my beer. I'm still dealing with lots. That dude was sober and he took my beer so fast. <laughs> this is what true grief feels like. But just having, you know, a, a good relationship with challenge, I think is vital to survival. People need challenges. We thrive off of adversity. Adversity is what makes us smarter and stronger and able to survive. And so challenges have really helped me in setting challenges for myself. So that's, that's something else for you guys to think about when you're going through your own personal grief is to set some challenges. Even if they're mini goals, even if it's just, I'm going to do 100 sit-ups in one day, in one sitting, do that and achieve it. And then maybe next time you do 250, maybe you'll write a shitty dad, dead dad meme. You guys want another dead dad meme? Let's go. Let's go. Oh God, this one's titled Letters from Heaven. I can't. You know what? I can't even do it. That one's too painful. Here goes another one. Dad, wherever you are, you are gone, but you will never be forgotten. Simple. Wherever you are. That's a good one because it's not like, I know you're there. I see you. I smell you. No, wherever you are. And honestly, I don't know if I said this in the previous podcast before about dealing with grief and how I deal with it. Talking to them, talking to your, your, your dead loved ones, it really helps. Just yelling at them. You can have an argument with your dead dad and it's totally normal and it's really cathartic. I've had so many arguments, like especially when I'm on the road because sometimes I don't have the luxury of having someone with me all the time. So... I'll have arguments with my dead dad. (laughs) If I don't have an opener with me, I'll have an argument with my dead dad. And it feels cathartic. You know, when I get into the hotel room and I realize I'm alone for the weekend, I'll just bitch at my dad who's not here, but I I hope he can hear me. That's a one thing, like, if there is anything beyond this, it would be cool to, like, meet up with him again and be like, remember when you kept bitching at me? In that courtyard, that Marriott courtyard in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, I heard you. I heard everything you said. 
you little bitch. <laughs> but I don't know. You know, we, we, we don't have any way of knowing except for going to a really good psychic. <gasps> I've thought about it so much. And I know it's Halloween season, and I feel like I still should. Maybe I will in Syracuse. I just really want to go to a good psychic. And my eyebrow girl, shout out to my girl, Jessie. She does amazing brows. She is on my Instagram. She recommended this amazing psychic. I feel like that's such a chick, sh- such chick shit, especially gay dudes. We just love psychics and astrology, but... If a, if, if a psychic is good, look, here's the reality. Cops and forensics and detectives going back years, decades, maybe even a century have used psychics to help them solve cases. I just burped up the ghost of my beer. <laughs> We've used psychics to help us solve crimes. You think I'm not going to hit up a psychic to see if Joe Peluso's still around? You're out of your goddamn mind. And I'll, I'll podcast that episode. I'll hit up this woman who my girl, Jessie Sarah, my eyebrow girl, told me to, to hit up. I forget her name, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look her up. Book an appointment. It's not cheap. It's like a nice pair of shoes. You know, and the, you feel the difference in your feet. If you buy cheap shoes, I'm sure I'll feel the difference in my soul. If I went with a cheap psychic, I went to a psychic once. In Brooklyn, and this bitch, it wasn't even like a, a storefront. It was a hallway that led up to an apartment complex. And this bitch just had her, her psychic office on the stairwell. And there was just like a, like a door that was like a cast iron metal door that you had to unlock to go up the stairwell. And so I, I, I knock on the metal <laughs> bars, and she's right on the other side of the bars. I mean, they're, you know, it's, it's like an open air metal cage to get in this hallway and she had cheeto dust on my lip and she told me i was making poor life choices that was her psychic advice i was like bitch you've got chemical cheese dust on your upper lip and i'm making the bad choices sounds real general and also specific you need to go get wash your face and start and maybe eat some fruits some fruits and vegetables (laughs) so challenges talking to them can help you and I think for me, another, another tool that I've used to deal with grief has been to um, do new things. Do, go out and, and try new things. I may have spoke about that before, but new foods, being cool with talking and meeting new people, and even just venturing into new material on stage And it sort of falls into that challenges that I was mentioning before about having challenges. I think when you try new things, you're so focused on it that you're not really dealing with the pain of the grief, but you're you're reaping the benefits of having an opportunity to achieve something. So doing things like going to new places and even just approaching a situation in a new way where if maybe you always, I don't know, you always go to the gym first thing in the morning. Maybe go in the afternoon and read first thing in the morning. Like, that's a new thing. Or if you don't, if you, if you always, like, shave your, your privates, let it grow out. 
you know, just go wild, like be free. <laughs> Have just wild pubes for a season and see how that new new feels on you. See how that shit feels. See how it feels to just be like a Sasquatch, you know, just kind of like let it flow, let it grow and be your true self. I can't believe Chaplin is just laying here and not, you're just, you're fine. Do you miss my beer, Chaplin? God damn it. I can't believe I gave my beer to a homeless guy. Where did he go? Where the fuck did he come from? He just crept out of the, he just came out of like a stairwell. He might, was that my dad's ghost? You guys, listen, Ghost with Whoopi Goldberg is a classic. If I could give you some movies to watch because this week is Halloween week, The Thing, John Carpenter's The Thing, Dreamcatcher, Stephen King's Dreamcatcher, The Conjuring, Ghost, Ghostbusters, so, so good, um, Day of the Dead, Return of the Living Dead. Oh, God, there's so many good ones. House on Haunted Hill is a really, really good show. Really well done, scary, well acted. Come on in, guys. Don't be afraid. You can wave at everybody. Hi, everybody. You're on video. A homeless man took my beer. Yeah, well, I gave it to him. I was being generous. He was a veteran. That was my... Basically, I did a good deed. I did a good deed. I served our veterans. I gave him a beer. Very good. Yeah. You know what? That's literally serving him. I served him. I did. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. Watch out for the homeless ghost that's running around with my Great Lakes IPA. I like your boots. <laughs> I, I'm obviously still butthurt over my IPA that was robbed from me. He served. He's a veteran. They're all veterans. What war? What war was it? I can't believe it. Chaplin, Chaplin didn't even bark. I've got the worst dogs. I really do. He didn't even move off of my lap. I really hope that I didn't put a homeless guy back on the wa- off the wagon is it obviously it's off the wagon because if you're drunk you're falling off the wagon like if you're sober you're chill like you're not going to fall off the wagon but if you're drunk so somewhere there's a drunk man in this arcade off the wagon because of me trying to be a a good citizen somebody's he could have been somebody's dad you know he could have been someone's dad i try and have empathy man Empathy is like such a powerful tool. It really is a powerful tool to have as a human. It's so, it takes so much more energy to judge and to be negative towards somebody. But I will say, if you're out there speaking of judgment and you're like, I, I love my friend because they don't judge me, that's a bad friend. A good friend should judge you. You should be judged all the time. Everyone should be judged. I mean, hello. Jesus judge, judges us. The man in the sky judges us. Stacy should too. Because you had a hoary streak. And a good friend would be like, what the fuck are you doing? You need to reel it in, Stacy. You got to reel it in. Okay? Tanisha, what are you doing? Stop wearing high heels to McDonald's at 4 a.m. You're 37 years old. Finish your law degree and get your shit together. <laughs> But it, you know, I definitely have some trepidation and anxiety about going home and spending my dad's death anniversary, death anniversary, 
with my family just because it I think I have anxiety over it because it it makes it all more real it's me admitting he's gone it's me admitting it's been a year since he's been gone and he's never gonna come back and that's the most beautiful part about all this shit that doesn't last. And we're in a society where we have so much instant gratification that we forget the value of things that don't last. There is true value in loss because it means that something meant something in the moment. It meant something for a part of time. It meant something for a part of your life. And it still is scary for me to admit that he's gone, but I'm fully prepared and willing to take the challenge of allowing myself to accept that he's gone, to talk to him a little bit, and to maybe try something new in dealing with the grief. Maybe I'll put my phone down for a whole day while I'm with my niece and nephew while I'm home these next couple of days. Instead of worrying about posting shit or entertaining, maybe I'll just be in the moment with my family while accepting that my dad has been gone for a year. That, those are going to be, that's my challenge. That's going to be my conversation with him. And those are, those are going to be my new um, attempts at learning how to navigate through this grief. There's no right or wrong way, as I have said. And I like to share what has worked for me in dealing with this because I realize there are a shitload of people in the dead dad's club and it doesn't have to be sad all the time. Look at these shitty memes. I know you guys want a couple more of these shitty memes. Here's another one. Dead dad meme. Sometimes I just look up and smile and say, that was you. You know what? That's a good one because anytime I hear or smell a fart, I honestly go, my dad is here. There's been so many times where I, th- I smell my dad's bad breath. Is that weird? My dad had such specific breath. And he always used chapstick brand chapstick, but his breath smelled. I'm sorry, Dad, if you're here, you farted and you had bad breath. You knew that. Sometimes I smell his breath, and, and I wonder if that's him. Here's another terrible dead dad meme. It's been a year since you passed away. The way I miss you is different now. I hope you know how much you meant to us. I still think about you every day. I just love and miss you in my own special way. That was fucking terrible. Sometimes you might need a nap before you write a dead dad meme. And if you hear me read a dead dad meme and it's yours and I say it's terrible, I apologize ahead of time for your loss. (laughs) Here's a dead dad meme with scary drawn eyes. How heartbroken I am. How much I miss you. I can't explain it in words, but my tears do. Well, you just explained it in words and you admitted that you're crying while you're writing this. Why don't you cry first? Absorb those emotions And then write something, because you can't do it at the same time, obviously. It just sounded really sad. (laughs) I love that I'm looking for comedy in dead dad memes. Am I yelping? (laughs) Am I yelping dead dad memes? (laughs) Am I seriously sitting in a stairwell? In Cleveland, Ohio, after I gave my only beer to a homeless veteran, yelping, and now I'm yelping dead dad memes. And Chaplin can't even be bothered with me. He's even emotionally affected by what I am doing right now. But you know what? Someone's got to do it because these memes are... Where are you going? These memes are terrible. Go get in your bed. Or do you want to get in my lap? 
Come on. Here's another dead dad meme. Dad, as much as a morning, as much as a morning, your death is a celebration. Alrighty, the grammar's terrible. Because you made my life nothing short of one. Look, I appreciate people wanting to achieve big grammatical achievements, like big words and a lot of syllables, like I just did with that sentence. But sometimes you got to accept the fact that you're out of your league because this sentence is brutal. And nothing's more sad besides the death of your dad than the death of the English language. (laughs) So let's fix that. Let's go back to the drawing board because that one was brutal. Okay, one more dead dad meme. I'll stop, I swear. There's nothing more painful than to live without your loved one. I can't explain how much I'm suffering since your death. This was the hardest year of my life. Same, same, but that didn't fucking rhyme. God, these people need to take an English course. Put a little fucking effort into that. Can you please put a little fucking effort? Is that a ghost? Hi. I thought that was my homeless ghost. Just a cute girl walking around in the hallways. It's just a cute girl walking around in these hallways. Here's another dead dad meme. I miss my dad. You were a dad who was so special and who loved us very much. I can't. You guys, just throw in a couple rhymy words. You're an embarrassment to your dead dad. Chaplin, where are you going? Chippin, go get in your bed. Go on. You want to come up here with me? Come here. Come here. I know you're sad that the beer is gone, but you know what? You have to have a better relationship with loss. People come walking through this arcade at night, and it's eerily quiet, as you guys can hear. It echoes so hardcore. (laughs) So does the sound of my dad's dead soul. It echoes off of the corners of my soul. Day after day by day. That's what these dead ma- these dead dad memes remind me of. Day by day by day by day. What was what movie was that? <laughs> Meet the Fockers. To this I pray to love thee more dearly, to see thee more clearly. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but that's what your fucking dead dad memes sound like. And I, you know, I should talk. I'm acting like. My, you know, I'm that much better of a fucking writer. I mean, I basically took our Lord's Prayer and I put a bunch of fart jokes in it. So I understand. I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm any better, but I'm definitely, I put a little more fun into it. And, and maybe, you know what? Maybe it's not all meant to be fun. Maybe you got to be a little heartfelt. Maybe that's my one hang up because I'm pretty great is that I, Don't take things as seriously as I should. But I'll tell you what, October 29th, I'll probably be crying like a baby into my sister's shoulder and drinking a whole bottle of red wine, thinking about my dead dad. You know what? I'm going to write a dead dad meme once I get through this little week, (laughs) a year of him being gone. I'm going to make my own dead dad meme, and I'm going to post it. (laughs) And you guys can brutalize it. You guys can you guys can yelp my dead dad meme and I'm going to write it sincerely like these people so I it's a fair ground. It's equal playing field where I write out of my when I'm crying, when I'm in the depths of grief, I'm going to write my dead dad meme and you guys can tear me apart. Speaking of tearing me apart, come see me live November 1st and 2nd at the DC 
Comedy Loft in D.C., November 14th through the 17th at the House of Comedy in Arizona. Facebook, Funny Bone Comedy Club, the 27th of November. I believe it's the 27th of November. The Wednesday before Thanksgiving is when I'll be at the Syracuse Funny Bone. JessieMay.com for tickets. And don't forget, things to help you get through grief, challenges, challenge yourself, keep your brain occupied, and write down your goals and write down your achievements talking to your dead loved ones. If some of these are repeats, I apologize. I'm a busy bitch and I didn't have time to listen back, but I'm just telling you things that I experience and I feel. And also new things, try new things, horseback riding, take a guitar lesson, a cooking class, trying something that you've done the same way, trying a new angle, just putting yourself in a position to where you're being in the moment and being kind to yourself. That'll help you get through this. And also, give your beers away to homeless people on the stairwell in an indoor mall that a rich white guy built. Nothing will make you feel better. America. Cleveland. Cleveland rocks. And you guys rock. I appreciate you tuning in every week. Please rate and review us. Please rate and review the dead dad memes. Thank you so much for listening. Shout out to our amazing sponsors, Absolute Extracts, for keeping me elevated and and lifted on the road. And I hope you guys have a great week. And you know what? Life is short. If you feel like you need to talk to your dad or cry or scream at him or your mom, do it. You never know when you're going to smell their breath or hear their fart. You're welcome, America. Where's my fucking beer? Hello? Does anyone want to bring me a beer? Hello? Fuck. We fucked up, Chaplin. God damn it. You know what I mean? the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.